righty. Best Conversations Podcast. We back all month. I've been telling y'all we're we're highlighting the females um, that's doing great things, positive things in the community. And tonight we have another beautiful queen online that's gonna tell gonna tell us about her legacy, her business, and how it all got started. So first time to the podcast, I want to welcome everybody, Miss Cassandra McNeil. How are you doing? Hey, everyone. Hello. How you doing this evening? So quick backstory, Miss, me and Miss Cassandra uh, bumped into each other at the um, Black Flea Market uh, here in Raleigh. Um, my wife was interested in her, her beads, which you, which you see she has on full display on her wrist. Um, <laughs> But she did, she put the, the the waistband beads around my wife. And it was just a beautiful experience. And you were such a beautiful soul. And I was like, I was telling my wife when we got done, I said, it'd be amazing if I could get her on, on a podcast. So that's uh, how, how we uh, eventually ran into each other. Uh, Miss Cassandra, um, tell the people a little bit about yourself and about your business. Okay. So um, I started. And am I saying your name right? Yes. Okay. Cassandra, Cassandra, either or. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes. So my business is one of those, um, I guess they're calling it pandemic businesses. Um, when everything shut down in March, um, I was working remote. I had my child home with me. Um, I've wanted to make jewelry, let's say, for the last five years. I just didn't have the time to do it. So that presented the perfect opportunity. So I didn't officially start my business in March. I just started the research, making jewelry, buying bath supplies. And here I am a year later. And I, I'm so thankful that I start. Um, my business name is Sapphire 23. We make hand beaded bracelets, waist beads, earrings, necklaces, anklets. Anything we can put bees on, we try. Mm. Um, so that's my background with my business. Uh, professional side before the business or while I'm operating my business, I'm also a corporate recruiter. So I help companies find the right employees. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do from eight to five at 501. I start making my jewelry. Gotcha. Amazing. Now, um, we all we all seen uh, a very humbling, hard times in 2020. What was one of the uh, biggest lessons you learned for 2020 during the pandemic? One of the biggest lessons that I learned is learning how my daughter learns. That was the most powerful takeaway from um, 2020, and it helped me learn how to support my child's needs how to be that present parent, that patient parent, and not only making sure her needs are met at home, but also making sure the teachers here listen and we work together to apply what my daughter needs. Um, we turned her grades around for some C's, a few D's, and most re recent report cards, she had four A's and a B. <laughs> <laughs> so for me that that is my biggest takeaway for my daughter it helped me say okay um all children learn differently which is what i knew 
but I learned how my child learns. So it's been a beautiful journey for us with that. So, so your story is a little different. Um, so with, with most parents, some parents, I can say most, some parents, their kids didn't, didn't do, do, do too well with the virtual learning. With you, you think you prefer the virtual learning over going in school? Um, it's a hard toss because going to school, it helps with the social development. Mm -hmm. My child is the only child. I didn't grow up like that. I grew up with siblings. She is the only child. So her being able to talk to other kids, interact with other kids, that made her happy. Now, I'll say my, my thoughts are partial. I like the virtual learning. I like them going into the schoolhouse. I wish it was an option for kids to work remote on some days because some days kids need to be home to do schoolwork. Mm -hmm. okay. That would be a nice option. Maybe five to 10 years, they'll put something together for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of um, a mixed review with that. Gotcha. So you, so you was blessed to still, to still keep your job during, during the pandemic. Yeah. And um, when, when did you find a free time to say, hey, I'm going to start getting creative and, and, and trying my hand at, at these beads and, and this jewelry? That's a good question. Um, it started, things slowed down for my job. When COVID really happened, mm -hmm. um, the companies, the various plants I was supporting, business slowed down. So that presented free time for me, idle time to go on YouTube, watch some jewelry making videos, make some bad jewelry, <laughs> buy some bad materials. Um, so it, it just presented the opportunity for me to just say, okay, I'm not focused on um, work. I'm not focused on getting my child to dance practice. I'm not focused on, you know, doing different activities, working a part-time job. I didn't have any focus on those areas. I was able to focus solely on making jewelry. And for me, how I learn and operate, I research everything. So it takes me a little longer to get started because I'm watching YouTube videos, reading books, um, talking to people who are doing the same thing I'm trying to do and then execute. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what worked for me. And I made some bad jewelry. And how did, when you say bad, are you saying the quality or more like the style or what, what do you consider oh. bad? Oh, oh. okay. Style. Because sometimes you envision something, then you execute and it's like, that's not what I was hoping to see. Mm -hmm. So, um, buying some jewelry, some beads that the quality was not best. Um, the material wasn't the best material. And that's how you learn sometimes. You gotta make those investments, figure out what works for you. Um, on that journey, I found some things that work for me work well for someone else mm -hmm. or something that works well for me didn't work good for someone else. So it was just finding, okay, what suppliers do I wanna work with? What jewelry should I not buy? Like for example, pink and purple beads with waist beads. Those beads fade. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I saw a bunch of pretty pink and purple beads and I bought them and they were fading in a few days. So it's just that whole process for me was exciting. 
not discouraging because I knew I was committed to the process. Committed to the process. You hear that? Yeah. Com committed to the process is, is such a proper word. Um, because you have to commit to the process. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, you can't can't take the elevator. You gotta take the steps. You have to trust that process and slowly get get up there to where you're gonna get. As, as you continue, as you continue in this process and you're getting better at your craft, mm -hmm. at what point did the light switch cut on and say, "I'm I'm gonna take this from just a nice crafty thing into a full-on business"? Um, I started doing it in March. In September, that's the timeline I gave myself. Mm -hmm. um, I knew in like August, I said, okay, I'm getting my rhythm. I found some really good material. I was connected to some really good bee suppliers who provided education for me um, with the purchase of my bees. Mm -hmm. um, they showed me, you know, what to look for with certain bees, what bees are going to fade. Uh, what bees are going to tear some of our materials, what gemstones to use. Mm -hmm. So creating those phenomenal relationships with the suppliers, that helped me because they were like, we're invested in your business. We want you to, to um, really commit and do well. So let me give you some information on what to do and what not to do. Um, so I'll say in September is when my confidence was through the roof, which is a requirement when doing anything. You have to be confident in what you do. Um, and that's when I had my, my website published. That's when I started doing my, I started my first vendor event in September. And I did pretty well at my first vendor event, which was very terrifying. I can imagine. <laughs> speak, speak, take, me, take me through the whole day. I want to know about the whole day, the whole process of the first vendor event from, from, from setting up to the day, to the day leading up, take me through that process because I could, like you just said, I can imagine this is this this is stepping in, into unknown territory. Mm -hmm. well, take me through through that day. Okay, so that that first day was I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay, that's where I live. Okay. So I attended the, a vendoring event at a place called Ogden Tap Room. I mm -hmm. found it on Facebook. I was like, okay, I'll do this. My mom, she's an established business. Her business name is Almost Making. So I knew that she's there. If I have questions, I can ask her. She doesn't make jewelry. She makes customized shirts and home decor. Okay. Um, and I had my table. I had my waist beads. I wasn't sure how I was going to set it up on the table. I also had a dressing room that I take everywhere with me just in case someone wants their waist beads tied on and they do not want everyone to see them getting their waist beads tied on. Now, Wilmington is a beach town. Mm -hmm. It is predominantly white. Mm -hmm. The um, African-American population here might be 12%, something like that. I might be off with my numbers, but it's, it's not like a huge population of um, African-American people. So I knew at this event, it's going to be predominantly white people. They might not know a thing about the way it speaks. So I have to educate them, which I was looking forward to because I've been preparing for this day to educate people on way it speaks. Um, so I practiced my table display at home. 
I practiced setting up my dressing room and I was ready. Went to the vendor event, I had my dressing room set up. Um, I had my table display set up. I didn't have um, a, a customized tablecloth, which is a black tablecloth. My business cards, I have my waist beads set up, my bracelets. And I was like, okay, Cassandra, you got this. First customer was a little girl. She had to be four years old. She went for the beads. I was like, okay, not beads, the bracelets. I said, okay. She bought a set. Her mama got a got a, a bracelet. I was like, okay, they like my stuff. Mm -hmm. They went to the table. They saw, they picked two different items. They like my stuff. That made me feel good. Um, and then another couple came by. Caucasian couple. Um, I'm talking to them about my waist beads. And she was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I said, oh my gosh, she wants to buy my waist beads. And then I was like, okay, can I tie them on you? Because I wanted to tie them so bad. And she was like, well, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. That's not a good idea out in the public space with COVID-19. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't sell waist beads. You know, I'm not thinking about COVID. Those precautions, getting close to someone to tie waist beads on. Oh my gosh, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Um, another, came, another lady came by. And she was an older woman. She was by herself. She looked at the bracelet. She looked at the waist beads. I talked to her about the waist beads. She bought a bracelet and a waist bead strand. Mm -hmm. And she let me tie them on her. I said, okay, this is awesome. I tied it on, no issues. She was happy. I was excited. And what that confirmed for me is every customer is different. I cannot shape one experience around how my business is going to function, yeah. how people are going to receive. I just got to come here, bring my personality, bring myself, my, my energy, because your energy got to be, it got to be on point because people can feel it. And, and I, felt, I felt it immediately. Because uh, I was so yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that's, that's a stream. That's a stream important is, is your energy, your personality, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was a beautiful day, and it was like, then you see somebody, you're you feeling good because you're like, uh, I'm talking about my, my experience. You had an all black event, it was sunny, you're feeling good, and then you see this see this woman with all this great energy, great product. So you got the perfect pitch. Yeah. And I love what I do. I love what wearing waist beads, wearing beaded jewelry, I just love what it represents. And last year was hard for a lot of people. So being able to go to a vending event, to me, I'm thankful for that because it wasn't like that a few months prior. Everything was shut down and each day you're uncertain about what is gonna happen. So, you know, it was okay, Cassandra. I had an epiphany like you, you're on the right path, keep going. Mm -hmm. um, so that vendor event, I made like $150. Somebody they might be like, that's not a lot of money. To me, that was amazing. Wow. Most people didn't have to spend a dime with me, but they did. Mm -hmm. So that's the, I, that's amazing. <laughs> so you get you get through you get through your your your, your first event is a success. Um mm -hmm. I mean, what 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 did you feel like? did you feel like you wanted to take into your next event, like the pros and the cons to do better next time? 
I wanted to change my table display. Okay. How my bees were set on the table. Mm-hmm. Because how I had them laid out, it was so easy for them to get disorganized. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly fixing my table, fixing my beads. And kids, and I have my beads laid in front of you, they mm-hmm. see all of these colors. They want to play with them. Right. So it's like, I don't want to tell them they can't play with them. Right. I'll play with them as they're playing with them and fix them along the way. So I said, okay, the next vendor event, I'm going to have something where I can display my waist beads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even know I had the perfect stands in my home that I picked up from a justice. I used to be, you probably, you may or may not know the clothing store justice for tweens. I, I, I have kids, I know justice. <laughs> okay, so you know justice. So that store closed. So my mom and I, we went and we purchased a bunch of racks, fixtures, and shelving. Oh, wow. So we can store our crafting items at home. And I had the perfect necklace stand, and I use that for my waist to be on my table. So that helped. Wow. Now, are you you originally from Wilmington? Not really, kind of, yes. Okay. What that means is, I was born in Queens, New York, lived there for a few years. My family moved down to Wilmington. I attended grade school here, finished grade school here, moved to Greensboro, and attended the best HBCU in the United States, North Carolina A&T State University. (laughs) So I finished at A&T, moved to DC for 10 years, um, and then I had an unfortunate life event, um, December 2011, my sister, she suddenly passed away. And um, that stress from that and wanting to be closer to my family, that brought me back to Wilmington in 2014. Gotcha. So, yeah. so just, uh, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. <laughs> My step, my stepdad's a McNeil too. What? Yeah. yeah. Are we cousins? <laughs> Maybe. And I also, and I also lived in Greensboro. Uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, I lived in lived in Greensboro. For, what, what year did you attend A and T? I went there from two thousand to two thousand four. Oh, okay, two thousand two thousand four. Gotcha. And what, yep. what was your major? Social work social work yep helping helping the babies i love to help the babies i love to help people and it's funny because i wasn't thinking about college in high school my parents were like you're going to college i Mm. said okay i go to college (laughs) and i'm glad they did that Mm. gotcha (laughs) um how how did you decide how did you come uh, decide on your company name good question i'm glad you asked that so Sapphire 23, Sapphire is my birthstone. Okay. It's my daughter's birthstone. She's um, part owner of the business. And it's also my sister's birthstone because we were all born in September. Mm-hmm. And the 23 is for my sister's birthday, oh, September 23. So wow. that's, that's what the Sapphire 23 represents to me. Wow, that, that, that is amazing. Talk talk really uh, really quick about about adding your daughter as a part of the business as well. 
My goal right now is if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I know hard days. I know not having a lot of money. I know um, those past due bills. I know that experience um, really well. And for my child, I want her to have options. Um, she wants to be a scientist. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I want to support that dream for her. But if she decides, hey, I don't want to go to college right now, or maybe I want to pursue something else, I want her to know that, okay, well, you have options um, and get her in the business mindset of how to earn her own money. Mm -hmm. um, that conversation, my family didn't have it with me because no one had it with them. Right. With life experiences, seeing other people just have so much success with being their own boss, with car work, being driven, being committed to the process. I know I can do this. And I know my child, the world that she's possibly going to be facing because of my own experiences, I know what the world is like for a Black girl that becomes a Black woman. Mm -hmm. I want her to know that you don't have to rely on not one source, not one company for your livelihood. Absolutely. So for me, that's, that's why it's important for me to have her a part of the business. Um, yeah. Yeah, that legacy. I was, mm -hmm. I was having a conversation uh, just this weekend with my brother um, about financial literacy. And I think they need to teach it more in school. Um, you know, they teach us so much other things that mm, some people say necessary, some people may say unnecessary in school. But I just think they need to teach more about financial literacy, being your own boss, being more entrepreneur. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, there's so many things I did not learn. I did not find out about until much later. Like going to college, I had great grades. Why didn't anyone have conversations with me about applying to scholarships? Mm -hmm. Like no one had that conversation. So because of that, I attained a lot of debt going to college for a degree I'm not using. Right. Make it make sense. <laughs> We, we definitely we, we definitely have to change and, and the great thing now for these um, kings and queens now there's so much information right here on this phone that yeah. they can learn you know um, not making any excuses for for our generation but the information wasn't at our hand the way it is at theirs and I think I, and I definitely think it's gonna be a turn and in the way you know these kids see life and and about school and everything like does it make sense for me to go to school for four years and get this exactly maybe i can get this information other ways maybe i can just get this information from youtube and and do it my and do it myself so yep. i definitely see it's gonna be a definitely a turn i'm hoping and i'm just like you um i just i just want to leave my kids something um not relying on a job if they don't want to go to college whatever Whatever it is they want to do, Daddy got them, and 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 be good with it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't want my child to get it out the mud. Yeah, I don't want her. I don't want that for her. I don't want her to get it out of the mud. I want to hand something to her and said, "Okay, 
You can either keep the family business going. This is what you have. How do you want to invest it? What do you want to do with this? So many other people create these lives for their children so they don't have to stress. Right. So they don't have to worry about how am I going to keep a roof over my head? How am I going to pay the light bill? Maybe I want to take a month off and travel the world. I want my child to have those options. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You, you being a, a black woman and working in, in, in corporate, in corporate America, um, do, do, did you, do you ever feel discouraged or of maybe I don't get the, 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 the salary, like the other, like the guys or the other, or the, just, just talk about the struggles sometimes that the women may feel of working in, the, in these corporate America jobs. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's so many layers to it. You have the component of meeting the qualifications, but not being considered for the job because someone that doesn't have any experience um, or the education, they may get the opportunity mm-hmm. because they know someone within that position. Right. You know, I've seen that happen in a workplace. Um, just not having a mentor or sponsorship in a workplace. Someone that's in that leadership position that does not mind saying, hey, I see what you're doing. You have great skills. Let me be your mentor and sponsor you so you can take the appropriate steps to work towards that promotion mm-hmm. or being considered for other opportunities. I have two amazing mentors and they're both previous supervisors. So They've been a part of my life and my daughter's life over 10 years now. And I'm thankful for them. I just know that the workforce is making some changes due to everything that came out last year. And that is still coming out this year regarding the systemic racism that impacts black and brown people a whole lot, but it's not happening fast enough. And we can't turn back the hands of time to the many black and brown people before us who were discriminated in the workplace, Mm -hmm. who lost their jobs because they're not cultural fits, um, who spoke out about mistreatment and unfair practices in the workplace. And them speaking out, losing their job, it creates an impact for that household. Absolutely. which is the cycle of systemic racism happening all over again. What are we going to do now? I get what we're going to do now, but how are we going to right the wrongs from yesterday? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about no apologies. The only thing I want to hear is accountability. Accountability, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Like this whole mess with Sharon Osborne, she's either going to be promoted or she's going to get a big payday because they're going to remove her. But either way, she's going to get something good out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's how the system is set up for some people. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, switch, switching gears a little bit. Um, I'm, 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 uh, I met you at the Black Flea Market. Um, speak on your, um, your time at the Black Flea Market. And, and how 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 do you how do you find how do you find those guys and how and how are you enjoying that whole uh, the whole black feet market being out there with all those great designers and sellers and movers out there? Mm-hmm. Good question. 
So my second vendor event was with Black Flea Market. Never done it before, never heard of it before. And it was a, a big chance. It's like either I'm going to do well or I'm not going to do so well. Um, I did the first event and it was just amazing seeing all of these Black business owners. Mm -hmm. And not just Black people, but customers from, from various ethnicities and races attending this event, dancing to the music, um, networking, supporting Black businesses. It was just such an amazing experience and something to be a part, something just grateful to be a part of. And the fact that it is led by Black businesswomen, young Black businesswomen, and they care about the impact of the Black dollar circulating the black dollar in the community it is very powerful professionalism everything that you expect to see in a black business they have it and then some good customer service it's a whole vibe i keep going back i just did a black flea market this past sunday yesterday i see <laughs> i see you out there yep. so did you find like did you find them online and and all that. I found them on Instagram. I was um, looking up vendor events. Okay. And um, I know my target audience. Mm -hmm. I know what that looks like. Um, and it's not necessarily just black and brown people, but people who care about um, self-care, mm -hmm. people who care about doing things that's going to make them feel good on the inside as well as the outside. Um, and I knew that finding it in a larger city is where I would find and be able to make connections and, you know, sell my jewelry. Either I'm going to do really well or I'm going to get some learning opportunities. Um, and I came across the Black Flea Market. I was going through their Instagram and they just have a really good following and their engagements are amazing. So I said, okay, I'm going to try this event. And I keep going back because it's amazing. Have, have you had a Have you had a chance to check out uh, um, the new Raleigh store? I think it's called uh, uh, Black. Oh, the Black Friday. Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yes. I have not. Okay. I have not. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. I didn't know if you had any of your stuff in there yet. Anything. Not yet. I'm working on getting a steady flow with my business. Okay. Because um, with my daughter's school schedule and work schedule, it's like, okay, I can commit like this amount of hours this week to getting my business out there and I'm um, generating revenue. And once I get to a certain amount each month, then I'm going to um, get my items in that store. Gotcha. Now let's talk about self-love, self-care. The one thing I love uh, about the Waste Bees it, um, is you don't care what the young ladies look like, no, no, their shape, their whatever. You're making them feel good and showing that self-love. I don't care if you just had a baby, the stretch marks, whatever, big girl, small girl, skinny girl. Talk, talk, talk about, you know, you know, the, the women and, you know, making them feel good. It doesn't matter what their, what their waist or what their size is. 
you, you do that. Yeah, it's, it's so important to me. I know how it is as a woman to have a baby, to have stretch marks, to lose weight, to gain weight, to just not feel like how I'm supposed to look based upon society, society standards. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've always been a confident person. Um, and I just know how important it is to love yourself. When you love yourself, when you're comfortable with the skin you're in, you'll make better choices. And everybody benefits from everyone that, that's making better choices. And it's just knowing to trust yourself. God made you the way that he made you. God has you and he's keeping you every day, every day to be on this earth, no matter what it looks like on the outside is a blessing. And as women, we're often told we have to look a certain way to re receive respect and to be valued by somebody who's not even a fraction of what they're telling other people they need to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so many women are taking that power back of loving themselves. My conversations I'm having with people, what I see on social media, it is so many women taking that power back to say, I love me. I don't give a damn what you feel about or what you have to say about it because it is what is inside of you here and in your mind. Absolutely. So, you know, when I tell people you wear waist beads, you see mine right now, it's because I'm at a vendor event. Typically, I don't walk around my waist beads showing, but I know they're there. I see them every day and they make me smile. They make me feel good about who I am on the inside and outside. Um, and just the history behind waist beads, it's beautiful. Why, why people wear waist beads, it's beautiful. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes, while people wear waist beads. Now, are there any, like, is there any spiritual, anything to the beads or any different, different meanings to some of your beads? It's honestly what you make it. Okay. That's like the best way I can describe it. Like, um, I have a strand here and this one is called True Love. Okay. Because of the blue gemstones mm -hmm. and the blue represents truth, red represents love. So that's how I came up with these colors. And I just, to me, I put them together so beautiful. Someone else could see the blue and it might make them think of something else. So that's the beauty of the jewelry that we create. A lot of them, I do have names, they have meanings, they might have a story behind them. Some of them I made them because they're beautiful. And I always tell people when selecting, which one are you most drawn to? Mm -hmm. I, and um, um, I had I had a friend. I used to um, I used I used to be I used to be Muslim. And so um, I still believe in God, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> he used to have used to be prayer beads and we would like um, kind of you know, flick the beads as we're, as we're praying. Have you ever heard mm -hmm. of that? Yes, I believe they call Mala. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's really cool. Now, um, where, where, now, where do you see your business growing to in the next, in the next 
couple years or six months down the line or a year from now, where 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 would you like um, your business to grow and, and go into? Honestly, I want to sell my jewelry, my beads, my designs. I want to continuously be able to go places and sell my jewelry. Okay. I love to travel. I love to meet people in passing because so many people have unique stories. Mm -hmm. And with doing the vendor events, I am able to show people like, hey, this is the person beside behind the jewelry. Mm -hmm. This this is who I am. You know, I'm not, I love me. I'm perfect. I have this amazing energy. I like to have fun. And I want to be able to exchange positive energy with people. Only because again, you don't know what type of day someone had or what type of week someone had. And just being able to connect with people and just have a positive exchange, I want to continuously grow and do that in different states. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. Maybe maybe a storefront or... I don't know about doing that. Only because it's a great idea. It's just so much that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, I, I can imagine. The financials, the insurance, the electricity bills, it's like, ugh. So much. So, um, what, what's the next, um, what's, you, you got any more upcoming events coming up anytime soon? I do. I have um, an event I'm doing with one of my Aggie sisters. Um, it's called Wax and Waste Beads. We are doing the event in Burlington, North Carolina. Her company name is Black Girl Candle Company. Okay. She's headquartered in um, Burlington. So it's Wax and Waste Bees. You come out, you get to make your own candle, and you get to select some waste bees that I will tie on you, as well as I'll, I'll have my bracelets and earrings so people will have some variety to choose from. And it's a springtime event. You know, everybody is excited about warm weather, feeling good connecting with people in a positive environment so that's the next event that's and, on a saturday and what's i'll share that flyer with you and then sunday i'm back at the black flea market at union station in raleigh okay great great and what and what was the date for the one in burlington that is april 10th april 10th april 10th in burlington and like she said you can, you can catch her uh, the Black Flea Market on Sundays. Come, come get your, come get your, your waist beads. Come get your bracelets, and come shop with all those great vendors and entrepreneurs. All of them. There's so many. The, the the variety with the vendors out there. It is like, okay, I'm trying to make money. I don't want to spend all my money mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time. But they have a really good vendor selection, and it is a really good vibe. I mean, as we are at the vendor event, you have people walking across the street, dancing to the music. They dance on across the street. It is just a really, really good event. Man, really good, feel good event. Man, it's, 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 def it's definitely an amazing event. Before I let you go, we have to get to know you just a little, just a little bit more. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and you know, just answer freely, not, nothing too crazy. So if you was trapped on a uh, on an island and you can only bring three albums and three movies, what would those be? 
Okay, so right now, if I have to think about um, albums, it would be Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. It's in heavy rotation right now. And then Ari Lennox. Okay. I can listen both to both albums cover to cover. And then let me throw a man in there. I'll have to say Jay-Z's album, um, 444. Oh, amazing. Three great <laughs> picks. Three amazing yeah. picks. Now three movies. Now, movies. Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, it's okay. Boomerang, only because I've been watching that one a few times and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the, the the references in that movie that are so relevant to today. So it would be Boomerang, Clueless. I love Clueless. And then um, the Temptations movie because it's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, if where where would where be your ideal where where's your fantasy vacation landing spot? Where 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 where's somewhere you haven't been that you would love to vacation? Africa. Africa. Which part? It's so so much to do in Africa. That would be the perfect place. In any particular parts of Africa? Um South Africa, Nigeria. I'm not too picky right now. Just, just any part, just any part yeah. of Africa. Gotcha. Well, well, Miss Cassandra, it was amazing chatting it up with you. Um, before I let you go, I want you to uh, let the people know where they can find your business, the name of your business, and all that good stuff. Before I let you go. Okay. So the business name is Sapphire Twenty Three. You can find me online at www.sapphire23.com. I'm Sapphires, this with two P's. And then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Sapphire23Creations. All one word, all lowercase letters. Amazing, amazing. Y'all please, so y'all so please support this queen and everything, and, and everything she's doing. She has an amazing story, amazing journey. And great and, and, and great work. My my wife bought some. She had she had them on. You made me put them on my wife. I was so nervous. I was like, what? You did amazing. <laughs> the so effort much. was appreciated. It was such a beautiful moment for Thank all you. of us to experience. Thank you so much. Well, that was another episode of Best Conversations Podcast. Um, again, we want to thank Ms. Cassandra McNeil for coming on. Uh, please uh, support her and everything she got going on. We're going to end this the same way we end this thing every time. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Ms. Cassandra, I thank you so much for your time. Peace and blessings, Queen. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Mm. Have a great Have a great evening. You too.